Did you come up with that name? I did. I like it. Thank you. I'll push my buttons. My hot buttons. Because so, <laughs> they're hot. Uh, so, like a potato, I have Could, no idea. Can you, let's just stop it I'm, there. I'm just hungry. <laughs> Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review with your thoughts about the number one globally syndicated show across the universe, Take It or Leave It. Thank you to Beauty1810 for leaving us a five-star review. She says, I can't believe I missed out on season one, which, by the way, you can go back and listen to. Yeah, Beauty. Um, I love these two ladies. I look forward to Monday's commute so I can listen to them. Who says they look forward to Mondays and who says they look forward to commuting? This guy. How adorable is that? That's so adorable. It is. She was like, I love what? Did you not have that on yours? You're just adding things. Well, I added that last part. This guy. This she guy. never said this guy. <laughs> this guy. It was implied in her review. Yeah, no. Which get... was legitimately five stars, by the way. Yeah, I see it. No, it's a real review. It, um, it is. You just... can actually go on iTunes and look at it. Yeah, and leave a five-star review while you're there. While you're there. Do we have a count yet? What are we at? When this goes out, we hope to be over 1,000. Oh, when this goes out, we do hope to be over 1,000. We're going to have to check that, though. Fact checker, 5,000. All right. So I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give, you can take... Or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are talking hot button banter parenting topics, what to do about uninvolved grandparents, and can you fight fair when it comes to the in-laws? Yeah, that's a toughie. But before we get into the topics, let's tell everyone how they can win the opportunity to remotely co-host the season finale with us, as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs. I was changing it up okay. for today. It's easy to enter our co-host contest. Just download the podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word, then reply with your email address. Make sure to like Filter Free Parents on Facebook as well. You have seven days after the episode is released to enter. Every week is a new chance to enter. And every time you enter is another chance to win. All of the contest rules can be found at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. This episode's code word is sparkles, S-P-A-R-K-L-E-S. From the U.S., text sparkles to pound 44222 for your chance to win. From Canada, text sparkles to pound 158-780-04323 for your chance to win. So let's open this show with a mom fail moment. We are all here because we struggle as moms on the regular, and sometimes it helps to hear of other people's struggles to realize we're not alone. So I'm hoping you have one, Meredith. Yes. So we have been making, um, and everybody knows this, that we've been on a health journey over the last year where (laughs) we've been making some changes to our diet and doing some different things, and we were out to eat and my son is a teenager. He's going to be 13 this month. And so um somebody that we were out to eat with gets this big plate of um delightful fried goodness. And 
of course, my son starts looking at it and looking at me and my friend is like, oh, he can have some. And I looked at my son and my son looked at me and he's like, I can't have any of that. My mom doesn't let us eat that anymore. And then he just, he lost it. He completely lost it. And I don't know that it actually had anything to do with not being able to eat the fried goodness. Mm. Um, and, and believe me, we cheat every now and again, we fall off the wagon, but we're doing our best to try and really keep, you know, keep, keep giving my, our kids healthy things. Mm -hmm. And I think there is something about being super angsty at this age. They just can't control their emotions. And in that moment, I felt really bad. Like I was depriving him of something. But I was trying to do the right thing by being like, that's not a super healthy choice. This is what we should be eating. Right. But I felt guilt yeah. in that moment. Like, oh, should I just, should we, are we being too strict about this? And it's, t and it's tough because over the last year, we've just made so many changes. And I think it's been hardest on the oldest one because right. he's been, you know. He's had that fried delicious goodness well, all his life. We were, com we were chronic drive through uh, eaters, I mean, just for years and years and years and years and years. Mm. So as we take these things out, um, he is, he has been struggling and I felt really bad. I felt super guilty in that moment. And that's tough. There's so many instances where you know what's best for your kid, but in that moment you look like the bad guy and you're so tempted to just make him happy in that moment. Yeah. I felt, I felt, I really legitimately felt bad, but I was like, you know, bud, we're, we're making really good choices. And he's like, I don't care about good choices. <laughs> like, oh God. Instead of drugs, he's going to be like eating cheese sticks in the closet I behind feel, your back. <laughs> I feel bad. So I think we are going to have to evaluate different things. I talked to my husband about it, but I, I, we just keep, we just keep pushing veggies at him <laughs> and hoping for the best. That's all you can do. And that's more than most. So mm. good job. Mm, thanks. I have a joke. I, I bet you do. Um, <laughs> what did Beethoven have for lunch? Kibble. A banana na na. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> also, is it Beethoven or Beethoven? Because Beethoven. I tried to say it like it was spelled and it felt weird. It's Beethoven. Okay. Well, there's a TH, so... Beethoven. Beethoven. No. Okay. You're failing. <laughs> All right. So let's start trending parenting news. We have hot button banter parenting topics. And so what we did. Did you come up with that name? I did. I like it. Thank you. I'll push my buttons. My hot buttons. Because so, <laughs> they're hot. Uh, so like a potato. I have Good. no idea. <laughs> let's just stop it there. I'm, I'm just hungry. So let's play a game where we selected the top parenting topics that people disagree on. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask one, you ask one. Okay. But you have to answer like very quickly. Okay. Okay. So it's it's fast. Okay. Did you let your baby cry it out? No. Oh. Okay. My kids are going to be spoiled a-holes. Okay. Awesome. All did right. Did you? I did. Yeah? Yeah. Baby one, no. Baby two and three, what baby? <laughs> I know. Caden, my firstborn, is the only one that still sleeps in the bed with us. <laughs> like from the minute he cried at night, I'm like, just get in here, bud. He's like 15. Now. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about co-sleeping? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know I actually still co-sleep with my eight-year-old. Do you? Yep. I didn't know that. He is in our bed 
probably five out of the seven <gasps> nights. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. If I could have everybody in the same bed. They have those. We talked about this before. Those massive so- beds. 12 foot. I yeah. want to buy it so bad. What, what, what room are you putting that in? Mine. My bedroom. I'll take all my furniture out. I don't care. I just want everybody in one room and safe so that if the burglars come in, I could just lock my bedroom door. Why does and it always them. go there with you? I don't know. It's what I, I know. But listen, if they break in, then I have to run down the hallway towards the danger to right. rescue my kids out of different rooms. You have so many scenarios going on. I need medication. Mm, you're fine. I, I have that same feeling too. I really do. But I do have that fear of like having to run and grab kids. Yeah. It's a mom thing. Yeah. It really is. My my husband will sleep through the entire thing and then I'll have all the kids and he'll be like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> You're in the closet like yeah. bird box. Yeah. Boy, girl, boy. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> a word. There are more children. Okay. Uh, at what age did you start potty training? Like, Under two, over two? Over. Okay. Easily. I had one at 15 months. Potty mm-hmm. trained himself. Didn't have anything to do with it. He just said, I'm done now with this diaper. Nice. Uh, Over two, over four. My other ones. Yeah. My last one was, yeah, he has other issues, but he wasn't potty trained to where we could, he could be, have a dry day until after the age of four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's reassuring. It's tough, man. He's giving me a run for my money. Oh, it is tough. It's not easy. Potty training is not easy. Okay. Do you kiss your kids on the lips? No. (gasps) Okay. Did you? Like when they were little? Probably teeny tiny little, but not for years and years and years. <gasps> oh my God. And you're a lip kisser. Oh my gosh. I will eat their whole entire face. Yeah. I. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love them so much. Not that you don't love yours, but apparently not. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I thought where you were going with Wait, that. Wait, but why? Just because you don't like kissing in general? or Probably. Because it's Okay. Probably. And because I have cat butthole lips. We talked about that. <laughs> right. It gave them nightmares. <laughs> when would you put a kindergartner to bed? 730. <gasps> really? Yeah. Did that work? Well, no kid actually goes to bed the first time. Aww. So they're probably, what, asleep by 11, 11, 15? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put uh, Aubrey to sleep at 830. And what? she's really great about sleeping. My other kids don't go to bed till 3 a.m. Oh, my God. Um, what's your response to picky eaters? Do you make them eat what's on offer or do you cook them something separate? I make them eat both. It depends on how tired I am. If I feel like dealing with it, if I feel like being a good parent and implementing, you know, being stern, then I will. But if I'm like tired, I'm like, F it, grab a pop tart. Then I'm not doing this tonight. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a good, legitimate, truthful answer. I try to. We at this stage, are, at, the, at the ages that our kids are, we completely implement. This is what you get, right? And if you're hungry, you will eat it, right? Uh, but I felt like as when I had toddlers, I struggled with that because I was so worried that they didn't get enough food. Yeah. When in fact they had plenty of food. Yeah. But I was just like, but they're so little; they probably need this banana. Same. And my husband would be like, "They don't. You are awful." And no. Then it would be like, "Oh God." <laughs> okay. Um, do you spank your child? Uh, yes. Same. Caden. Not anymore. I, well, my kids are older, so there's not a ton of spanking by any stretch, but I was definitely a a swatter. I, okay. So here's the thing with Caden. I probably swatted him. I like that word better. Three times in his life. Mm. His dad more, but it makes me sad. Like I can't hear it because as soon as his dad spanks him, I go in there and I hug him and I'm like, you know, which is completely counterintuitive. 
Yeah. I have not uh, placed a hand on any of the girls. Mm. It's a mental thing. I can't imagine spanking Chloe. Well, she's, I mean, I don't, and here's the thing. What's the definition of spanking? The reason that this is such a hot button topic is because there are people that will never, ever, ever swat or or flip flop swat or whatever because i've totally taken off my flip flop and been like pop on the butt (laughs) oh yeah i'll do that i mean i never i was not leaving marks or anything by any stretch but it was like stop that's no don't do that and then the whole idea is that um you can't punish with a swat because they get confused but i feel like it's really not confusing at all. I told you to stop and then I swatted you. And if you keep doing it, right, like we have a problem, but there's so many, there's, I mean, this thing is just could be an entire episode on its own. Yeah. People get so uh, intense over the whole spanking thing. And for me, I had to do trial and error. I had to see what worked, you know, does the fear of pain work? And for my kid, it did not. So I, we have to do this thing now where I get down on his level and I talk very calmly and that diffuses the situation way faster than well a swat never worked with sophia the second one yeah and i don't my oldest was so afraid of the thought that it really never happened right um brian definitely needed a couple of swats but he was also a different they're all different kids yeah and so i'm sure i'm gonna get a ton of hate mail i know i'm scared that's fine edit that part out (laughs) (laughs) all right do you ever put your kids in a timeout? Yes. Yes. All the time. Yeah. Also, another thing apparently the experts say you shouldn't do. Timeouts don't work. And it's like, oh, I kind of needed that timeout for me personally. Yeah. It was, it's not so much for the kids. I needed a break. I needed a minute. And then when they're in timeout, I say, if you're going to keep crying, I'm going to shut that door. And then they stop crying. And then they're like, mommy, I'm ready to be a good girl. And I'm like, come on out. Give her a hug. Make sure she under she. It's just Chloe. Really, it's just <laughs> Chloe. Just the one kid. <laughs> make sure she understands why she was there, and it's good till the next day or so. Yeah. Um. At what age? Oh, we already talked about this one last week. At what age or whatever week? Mm-hmm. At what age is it okay to leave kids home alone? Under nine, over nine. Nine, I think, is the age. I have no clue. Yeah, nine is not a good age. I, Why is my husband looking at me like that? No, he's not even 13 yet. He's been left home alone since 10. You stop. He's, he's full of crap. Face. <laughs> no, Whatevs. don't snake kiss me. No, I was hiss, snake hissing him. Snake kissing? I was snake kissing. <laughs> I can't do the regular kissing because of my butthole lips, but a snake kiss. Oh my gosh. You- yeah, nine I think is fine. Do you assign chores to your children yet? Yes. Okay. Who does what? Um, okay. So all of them have the same chore. Oh. Like before we go to bed at night, I make them pick up all their mess. Uh-huh. That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I don't make them do anything else like dishes or sweep. They love sweeping and vacuuming. It just, it's counterproductive. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing, but I let them do it anyway. Yeah. That is, I do remember the big uh, enjoyment of the vacuum cleaner. Mm -hmm. They just love it, right? Which is ironic because they were terrified of it when they were little. Yeah. But then they do. It's weird. It is a weird thing. But uh, my kids, so the oldest is uh, empties the dishwasher, takes out the trash. The middle will also on the nights that she's not at gym, she empties the dishwasher and she also does windows. And Brian loves to vacuum, mm. not well or efficiently, <laughs> right. but yes, he, and, and he's eight. Yeah. Um, at what age would you give your children a phone? Uh, Matias got it in sixth grade. So what is that? 11? 
He could make phone calls from a phone at 11. Really? Yeah, but he walked to school. I remember this conversation. Yeah, he walks to school. So I made it, I gave him the phone, but he has no social media. That's what I'm wondering. Is it possible to have a phone with just like one of those Walmart track phones where all you could do is make calls like sure. a flip phone? Yeah. I think that's what absolutely. I would like to start with. Yeah. Now he has no, um, does he have access to the internet? Yes. So that's where it gets scary. Yeah. He has no social media, but no well, that's not funny. <laughs> And we can talk about that in a minute, but I'm, okay. I'm, I am scarred from oh this, my Gosh, but yes. Okay. So then on the, do you limit screen time? Yes. Two hours a day for the older one, one hour a day for the little ones. Really? Good yep. for you. Yeah. I, yeah. I probably don't stick to it. Mine varies. Yeah. I mean, they're never, it's never more than a couple of hours ever. But if I'm trying to like accomplish something, I will put the computer on and be like, hey, sit here and watch this, guys. They watch it together. They all sit in one computer chair and watch a show on the computer. It, it Well, it, it it look, the 80s, that's all parenting was. Sit in front of this TV and watch Mr. Rogers now. Mm. Talk, he's going to talk calmly to you about kindness. <gasps> Do you have a favorite kid? I mean, no, not uh, overall. It changes throughout the day who I'm digging the most at the moment. But if I had to pick, it would probably be Aubrey. <laughs> she's she's the best out of all of them. She's perfectly well behaved. She's so smart. She's a good listener. She's a great helper. Um, well, she's not a toddler. Yeah, you have toddlers, so it's tough. But yeah, no. I, but I love them all so much. I in say different this, ways. I say the same thing. My husband always tells me that I have a favorite, and it's like, nope. I love my kids. Mm -hmm. I love my kids to the end of the earth and back. But yep. there are things about each of my children that yeah. they know how to push my buttons. All of them. Yeah. And I, but but we've gotten into this, and we could talk about this more maybe on a different show. But they're all different kids, and I treat them differently. Yeah. And I've had people tell me that I'm flat out wrong for doing that, but that's how I roll. Absolutely. Do we want to try and take a call, see if it's going to work? So why don't you? Why doesn't somebody in here try and phone a friend mm -hmm. and let us know what your hot button issue is, or if there's one of these that we talked about that you want to give your input on? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you guys a scary story. <laughs> so <laughs> while we wait, it's not a scary. So yesterday, all over the interweb, this Momo thing is going around, and I didn't know what a Momo was, but it's apparently this awful, creepy-looking woman bird creature <laughs> where you there's a phone number that kids are apparently texting and then this game ensues where they tell the kids to do terrible things and they and it's a challenge and it's 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 like first it's like go outside in the dark by yourself and then it's watch a scary movie by yourself and then it and then it goes to like cutting and different things and then the last one is you do terrible self-harm to yourself and these but it's not been substantiated with any police department or through anything as of yet and it's become almost like an instantaneous urban myth mm. status and it's super disturbing it's it is awful i was i spent probably 45 minutes scrolling articles debating whether or not we wanted to cover it on our website and last night i I go to sleep. I wake up. I think I wake up and I see Momo crawling across my bed <laughs> and I start screaming and Dave grabs me and he's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, Momo, Momo. And I'm not kidding. I lived, I almost pissed the bed. So I can't imagine being five or seven and, and seeing this. Do you know what I mean? Oh gosh. Momo I just wish I was the there. Out of me. 
I but I get it. It's an image that sticks with you. But I was looking, and it's been around for a long time. A couple of years. It's just now gaining traction. And the scariest part was like they said, don't tell your parents or we'll right. kill them. Right. It says, I have your personal information. I'll leak everything on you. I'll do whatever. And I just didn't know if it was something that we should cover on the site because it's not been substantiated. So I don't know if it's something that you should rightfully be panicked about, like the whole YouTube kids business, which you should be rightfully panicked about. Yeah. Because they're putting these ad videos inside of of YouTube kids and they're doing terrible things with Peppa Pig and Spider-Man and Elsa and it's completely disturbing and inappropriate on every level mm-hmm. and that you should be watching because yeah. YouTube kids is is um not filtering it properly and it and I went in and was like holy crap what are what is this that you're watching so and this is really random but I had Jehovah's Witnesses come to my house all the time my old yeah. house and they gave me like this website where it's these free videos for kids and it's probably like religious right but it's like a hundred percent guaranteed wholesome and so I'm sure there are some apps out there by reliable sources other than YouTube that you can download and not oh, have yeah. to worry and I'd like to know what some of those are maybe I should look them up or maybe somebody else can look them up back check that for us yeah all right well we've got Tori from California who has two children hi Tori hi hey girl hey what's your hot button hey. topic um <laughs> I have no idea, honestly. Um, I cannot even believe I got through to you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I'm from PA anyways, but oh, I could not hear what, in the beginning when I was talking PA. or when I first talked. Sorry. Bailey to the now fired. Oh, it's my fine. God. I feel so weird being on here. Well, <clears throat> so can you turn down your radio a little bit or, or whatever it is? Yeah, I just turned it off, actually. Awesome. Thank completely. you. Now we can hear you. Hey. Turn down your radio like your ra- we're on the <laughs> FM station. <laughs> Sorry. Smooth jazz, 95.5, bringing Tori in for some hot button banter talk. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so anyway, Tori, so how many? so how old are your kids? Um, my kids are four and six. Leah is the oldest and Gage is the youngest. Oh, I like that, Gage. And um, so you have a kindergartner then? Oh, yeah, kindergarten and head start. Okay, so what time does your kindergartner go to bed? They go to bed about seven thirty, eight o'clock every night. Ah, see, seven thirty, eight o'clock. How many so times early. do they get up? Um, last night they didn't get up at all. <gasps> We were really lucky. Tori's a wizard. Um, but usually, uh, well, no, I just didn't get up when my daughter got up, actually. She <laughs> climbed. We make a bed on the floor next to our bed for our dog, and she comes in and steals the dog's bed every night. Well. And, there, and I don't realize it half the time. But, but I feel um, you. I act purposefully bought a dog bed to put on the floor next to my bed. So when they would come into my room, they could just sleep on the dog bed. Yeah, I actually got the idea from you. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I know Aww. I did. That, well, psh, you're welcome. Uh, I have so, a, yeah. I have a crib bed next to my bed yeah. for Chloe. I think that's a great idea because sometimes you just can't have another another person in there, right? I would if I could. Yeah. Well, we know. Well, we you. have a German Shepherd pit bull dog. Like, he's pretty big. Yeah. And he gets in our bed. So trying to put our six-year-old, me, my husband, and the dog all in there is no, it doesn't work. It's intense. I feel you. But I think that yeah. that's a good, that's a happy medium because they know that they're there. They know they feel safe and it's, um, it'll quiet them down. So at least everybody can get back to sleep for a little bit. 
Because it is yeah. tough even when you do have the kids in your bed because you get kicked and punched and snored on and spit it on. And I love it. Pee peed on. Pee on oh, me. I can't day. stand it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I will swim in it. I want my bed. It. I like sleeping in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, we appreciate sure. we appreciate you calling in. And you're in Pennsylvania. Where are you in PA? Yeah, yeah. Um, I am like near Punxsutawney where the groundhog and stuff is. <laughs> well, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. I'm to see your show. Are you coming? Like, oh, yay! Don't be afraid to tell your friends. Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. going to try to make it like a, either it's going to be like a mom's thing or it's going to be a date thing for my husband and I. But I, I don't know if he's going to want to go. Well, but. tell him I'm a delight. And I absolutely have no shame in making fun of, I mean, welcoming all of the men in. So, mm-hmm. you know, phone a friend, get some girls together, do whatever you want. And I can't wait to meet you. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. Well, thank I'm you for calling, Tori. Bye, Tori. Bye. Yay. <laughs> what a nice, what a nice chat. Because <laughs> it was about your show. That's why you love it so much. That's appropriatelive.com. <laughs> get tickets now. <laughs> So I think that that's, I think everybody, um, has a hot button one, you know what I mean? Like one that, they, that they are more of like, like, obviously she has a bed on the floor for the kids cause she doesn't really want to co-sleep, but she knows they're going to come in anyway. And right. I think that that's a happy medium. Yeah. Um, some people like you like to have them in, in, in the bed. I would shove them up my lady parts and keep them there if I could. Right. Well, we we went a little weird. There, Sorry. We? Sorry. All right. So I love them so much. So what do you do about uninvolved grandparents? Hmm. Are you dissatisfied with the relationships you have? Your kids have, someone has with their grandparents. Are you dissatisfied with the relationship your kids have with their grandparents? Yeah, it was written correctly. (laughs) It's my mouth. (laughs) Words are hard. So here's the thing. Um, I polled for this one. I actually went into our online community and I was like, what things do you guys really want to talk about on the podcast? What do you want to hear about? And I chose this one because uh, my kids are lucky enough to have both sets of grandparents. Oh. Um, and my we have had a bit of an uninvolved relationship with my side of the family because my parents still work full time and work excessively long hours and work weekends. Wow. So I had battled with it for a while and then finally realized that there were certain things you can and and other things that you cannot change. Right. And so I wanted to tackle this. So I was reading an article um, that talked about, it was from a social psychologist, Susan Newman, who's a PhD, and she um, wrote a book, Little Things Mean a Lot, Creating Happy Memories with Your Grandchildren. And she talked a lot about ways to discuss how involved or uninvolved the grandparents are with the kids Mm -hmm. and why because I think sometimes it's just you take it so personally and you're offended Mm -hmm. because you think to yourself I'm going to have these babies and the the grandparents are going to be so involved and it's just like some Disney movie or some fairy tale can't relate and you I'm sorry I can't relate my parents both died and Drew's dad is dead so (laughs) so so we've got one And is she involved? Yes, very much so. And does wonderfully with the kids? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Also, my stepdad, the guy who used to be married to my mom, is like a long distance. We the kids call him grandpa and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, his wife 
who is my mom's really good friend. They call her Mammy. Um, and it's a, it's a complicated <laughs> situation. But they live out of state. Yes, they live okay. out of state. So they'll talk to him on the phone or if you, yeah. if you make a visit, they see them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really new. But yeah, so for the most part, it's just Drew's mom. And she, I don't know what we would do without her, to be honest. Well, that's that's I'm really happy that she's involved yeah. and that she's there and that she helps out and she's part of their lives. They that is something they will cherish and they will not forget. And I think she feels kind of like responsible because she knows she's their only grandparent. And so I I feel bad sometimes because, you know, there's nobody to help. Like, for example, she takes them on the weekends because she likes to uh, go to church with them on Sundays. And so we're probably going to hell, but we use Sunday as a sleep in day where the the kids stay overnight on Saturday and we, we get to sleep in and not be responsible for anything mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Um, and so I, I, she loves that. But whenever there's something where Drew and I are both busy and we need somebody to watch the kids, it's her. That's it. Yeah. Literally. So, but she doesn't have to share with anybody. So that's good too, I guess. Does she work? Yeah. She's a nurse practitioner. She works like a crazy woman. Oh, wow. Okay. So here are some things that this, this book kind of brought about. They say sometimes parents don't really understand that a grandparent's schedule can be just as hectic as yours. If they're still working full time, if they have, um, a social calendar. A lot of these, once people retire, they're golfing and playing tennis and bingo. Pick, pickleball and bingo and going to the casino and doing whatever. I mean, like they do have a legitimately full social calendar. And sometimes they would rather do that than go and take your kid to a Peppa Pig show. Or, really? I think sometimes they do. I think some people do. I always had the impression that grandparents like would spend every freaking spare second they could with because I think we put that in our heads because that's what we dream about having. And I think the reality can be very different. So they'd rather play bocce ball well, than I, hang out with I their grandkids? I don't have a grandparent on the line that I can bring in. But I'm thinking that I think everyone like us, every parent is different. Every grandparent is different. And that could, that's what I think can be frustrating for us as parents. Because it's kind of like you're missing out on stuff. Pay attention. Oh, wow. Like, I like, have no insight this. on this topic. So, well, and I kind of do. The other the other thing they say is some grandparents do not want to be part of the babysitter's club. They want to watch them on their own terms. And this is something that we have seen um, with the other set of grandparents where I would say, hey, I have a work thing. Can you take the kids? And it was like, no, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. But then a day later, um, they would call and be like, we'd like to take the kids to the movies. And it's like, you couldn't take the kids to the movies when I was doing my work thing because that would have been helpful. And it's like, nope, it's on my schedule. Mm. And part of that, I had to really get, I had to break down and be like, oh, they don't have to help me if they don't want to because they have their own things that they need to be doing. And, and so when they do ask, I'll, okay, right. like it doesn't fit my schedule, but I just started finding more babysitters and finding other ways, you know, like extend other extended family because sometimes they don't, they're just, it's the answer is no, right. I because I don't want to. And that's the answer. And that can be a hard pill to swallow because it's like, why not? Right. And it's like, well, there's no follow-up question. I just don't want to. So that can be tough. The other thing they say that you should do if you have uninvolved grandparents is open a conversation about how you feel and how it makes you feel and what ways you can find some common ground or a compromise on meeting meeting it halfway. So they say it's it's very easy to have hurt feelings by this because these are your children. And it's like my children are the most wonderful things on the planet. 
mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. So why wouldn't you want to be super involved? And um, so what what I realized was something that I ha- I have started to do uh, is actually calling my parents and saying, hey, um, the kids have been asking, will you pick them up? Will you go do something with them? Will you take Brian to his soccer game? Will you take him to – they just took him to an all-day f- flag football tournament while we were in San Antonio. They were there from 8 a.m. until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And they did it. I called. I asked. They said yes. My mom moved work around. They figured it out. And they did it. And I was so appreciative because they did it. And yeah. I asked. But I for the, for the longest time, I wouldn't even call and ask because I was so mad that they weren't as involved as I wanted them to be. Right. But that was because they're busy. They work. They do whatever. And it's not top of mind for them. So I decided it was my job to reach out and be like, hey, can yeah. you help out? And do you want to participate? And- they did. That's got to be tough. Well, I think it's it's like every other relationship you have. It's not going to be perfect. And a, a lot of times they do want it to be on their own schedule because it's like they're not the parents of this kid. They're the grandparents. So they want to do the fun crap. Right. Like they, you know, Brian told me they took me out. They let me have cheese and ice cream and whatever. And it was like my kid's completely lactose intolerant. <gasps> did that make you mad? It. I, there's nothing I could do about it. He crapped his brains out and was a happy camper. He was just hammering cheese and ice cream and pooping. And he thought it was it was basically like going to Disney World. (laughs) So because he doesn't get that at home, right? Because it makes him sick. So I always, you know, but that's a grandparent thing. Like they're allowed to do that to a certain extent. They know he's lactose intolerant. This wasn't new information. He's eight. I remember when uh, Caden was little his grandma would give him a bunch of cake right before we had to go home. And I'm like, you know what you're doing. We will leave him here. Yeah. Give him cake. Yeah. Way to go. You jerk. But I can't, I would love, I don't know. Maybe is this common? Like, do you think there's people who could actually call up and say that I have a grandparent right down the street. They just don't want anything to do with my kid. Well, let's take a caller. We'll keep going until we find one. I'd be very surprised. Cause I didn't even know this was a thing. I just automatically assumed that if grandparents had the chance, they would jump on it. Um, well, I think there's a lot of factors. Let's say you live in another state. You're oh, yeah. obviously only going to see that kid on certain occasions because it's a travel thing if they still work. Right. If they're younger grandparents, you also have to remember that the the common age that most people become grandparents for our our age demo is 47. Wow. Yeah. That's I crazy. read this legitimately fact check jewels. That's a, any that, of that word. Sounds like a real word. Hold also, on, on the I'll f- find it. I'll find it in my sheet. While you're looking for yeah, that, pew, 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 pew. I would also like to say that there, which is a completely separate subject, but one that would be cool to cover one day, even though that's not really what the podcast is about. But all of the grandparents that are, haha, the United States is the most youthful area for grandparents at 47. Amazing. Um, sorry, that's okay. All the grandparents that are stuck raising their grandkids because the parents are struggling Mm -hmm. with substances and things like Mm -hmm. that. That's like the flip side. Like these grandparents at their age when they're supposed to be retiring and relaxing are now chasing two and three and four year olds around. And I think that that's probably also more common in the United States than other nations. I'm going to take a guess. That is not fact. I didn't actually look that up. Okay. But I, I feel like as a teacher, because I taught for so many years, mm-hmm. I saw and had a lot of parent-teacher conferences with grandparents because they were... Look, Janice Bell, one of our listeners, said she became a grandparent at 43. 
So I'm trying to do the math and think like when I could possibly be a grandparent. Now? I could be a grandparent at 48. You could be a grandparent now. No, shut up. I'm just saying, technically, if he got, let's say your oldest got somebody pregnant in two years. I'm saying when my kid turns 18, if there was a whoopsie daisy, because it obviously can't happen before that. Oh, okay. Because in my brain, my brain would explode and I would die. Right. Like everybody else out there who's like, it will never happen to me. I'm in that it'll never happen to me thing right now. Obviously, I'm well aware that he could totally knock somebody up at 15 or whatever. Um, but I'm saying like, yes, it's absolutely doable. I'm 38. I'll be 39 in September. My husband's going to be 40, by the way, this year. I told him today I need to find something. We have to do something over the top for his 40th. And he told me, no, we're not going to celebrate. And I was like, you're wrong. So we're going to do it. So we're going to do it. We're going to do a surprise when he least expects it with strippers. On his birthday. Yeah. Well. Male strippers. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So yeah. So anyway, so that those are the things that they say. They also say that it b- bitterness can ensue in these types of relationships because you feel like it's such an intimate conversation to have. And if they brush you off, if a grandparent brushes you off because of other things, you take it to heart and then you shut down and you'll, and some people will keep the kids from them as a result of that, Yeah, which I can also see happening. Hmm. I can. Oh, and here's the other thing, and I bet people can relate to this one, getting upset with your parents because as a grandparent, they play favorites, which I guarantee happens. I'm sure of it. We have Ashley from Kentucky who has three plus a bonus. Hi, Ashley. Hi, guys. Hey, girl. Hey. I love you guys. Um, Love you too. Yeah. Um, I'm like, wait, this is my, my this is my Ashley. Yes. <gasps> How do you? Why are you trying yeah, to steal? It's a lot different than the life. I can't see you. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I have my oldest son. Um. He's eleven, and he has special needs. He has a, a trauma to uh, brain trauma, so he has epilepsy and stuff like that. But um. And then I have three of my own, and my youngest as a toddler, so yeah. two. Yeah. Um. And but I have my two girls in the middle, so. Um, it was really hard because as they get older, um, you know, my, my parents are really supportive. Um, but we have, you know, between my divorce and everything, the blooded family, and then we have other grandparents and all that stuff, which they're all out of state. Uh, so um, I kind of had to figure out, you know, that balance to try to get them involved in my kids' life as much as I can. With them being out of state, of course, that's difficult. Um, but we do a lot of, you know, face chatting and stuff like that. So they can see them and they get involved and they ask, you know, about their lives in, in general. But with my parents and them being supportive, they're close. We're only like 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. But um, they're working, you know. My parents are younger, so they're still working full time. How old are your parents? They're like, my parents are in their early 50s. Okay. So my, my mom's like 51. Um, Which makes sense. She has toddlers. She was around that age when they first became grandparents. See, this is legit. Yeah, they're in their 40s. Yeah. See? Um, Mm -hmm. And they were really supportive. My parents will drop anything at the drop of a dime, you know, to be there, to be there in their grandkids' life. So I'm really blessed to have a really young family to Uh be really involved. Right. Um, But at the same time, it's super difficult because I have a blended family. And then with my oldest son, they were so nervous to take on him mm. because he does have behavioral problems. Right. And then with his epilepsy and everything, they just didn't know what to do. Right. And they watched, they would watch him for me and they're really, you know, very helpful. But I hate, I feel like if I ask, you know, it's too much for them. 
I don't want to put all four of my kids on their shoulders. You know what you I know, do, though? Sometimes they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they will say no when they can't. I, I think, yeah. first of all, I think ask if you ask if ask first, then you'll know the answer right. because if it's no, it's no. But what I ha- what I did last right. weekend, cause it was such a crazy weekend. We were out of town. We had so many things going on. I had two kids with uncle Trey and uncle Eric and one kid with, with mm-hmm. grandma, Chris and grandpa Tom, and you split them up. Yeah. Anytime there's more than yeah. two kids, I feel like it's kind of the parent's responsibility. If they go out of town or do something, split your kids up. I know that sounds exactly. terrible, but it's easier for the person who's caring for the child. Yeah. Three is just tough, man. <laughs> Three is tough. Yeah. So, and four yeah. obviously is harder. You know what I mean? So when you split yeah. them up and, and move them around, you, it's easier. When you go into the uh, blended part, you know, not yes. even the blended, but the special needs. Yes. And everything yes. Because yes. when they're staying the night with them or yep. overnight uh, things, it becomes an issue. Like, what if something happens? What do we do with this situation and that I know, situation? I, and it's not just a normal Girl, I feel you. Brian peed so, on everybody yeah. this weekend. He peed at Uncle Trey's house. He peed at Grandma Chris's house. And yeah. the thing is, is they know that. We send a special medical grade pad for the beds for him. And mm-hmm. we send, but it's like every, anybody who has him overnight knows that they're going to be doing extra laundry and they're going to be changing sheets and they're going to be doing things. And it's just part of having a kid with special needs. And we we have a conversation about it. Yeah, trying to get the kids to understand, like, that they, they you know, when they want to go spend time with their grandparents, the parents, you know, the grandparents are like, no, they don't want to take on that right now. And it's like they have other things going on. It's really heart wrenching for me because I'm like, you know, grandparents should be supportive. Grandparents should be there because that's how I grew up. I always had my both sets of my grandparents. I yeah. just lost my um, grandpa a few weeks ago yeah. and that I'm was the sorry. first loss in my, and like, I've always had my grandparents. They were always supportive. They were always in my life. They always wanted me. Yeah. It's, I could go anytime. I feel you. you know? I feel you. By the so, way, I just want to say different. before we let you go that now that I remembered that we're in HME, I, I, my Tory was my Tory too. I'm yes. looking at the name and I'm yeah, thinking well, to myself yeah. and I'm like, you're such an idiot. It just dawned on me because we always no, go and filter no. free parents. Uh, uh, um, that my Tori is my Tori. My Ashley is my Ashley. I'm excuse sorry. Me. Sorry, Tiffany. I don't like that you're claiming <laughs> I did. Them. But yes. But anyway. I appreciate you both. And thanks yes, for you of guys. Of course we and, do. You know, the advice that you guys help us realize just talking with us today, today, um, is just the support is amazing. Thank oh, you, Ashley. We love you. And me thank especially, you. right? Thank you. <laughs> Thank I'll you. See you in April. Yes. Yay. <laughs> see you in Louisville. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> oh yeah. Shut up. Well, Shut up. Well, All right. Bye, guys. girl. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I know that you get so offended when that happens, but you need not. Oh. You need not. I don't get offended. Yeah. I can Does see it your face. look like I get offended? I feel a tone. Oh, this is my Becky. <laughs> oh, this is my Shirley from my special place. Gosh, I need a Shirley now that you've said it I like that. It sounds like... so cool. <laughs> All right. Love and marriage. Love and marriage. Is brought to you by Meredith and Tiffany because we are spectacular wives. All right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your tour? I have a tour. Mm. And it is the beginning of March. I'll be in Arizona and San Diego. Mm-hmm. And then April. No. Then March again. Correct. I'll be in Tampa, Orlando, and Jacksonville. Yes, you will, girl. And then in April, I'll be some other places. So make sure you... Cincinnati. So, TiffanyJenkinsLive.com. 
They have them all there since my brain can't contain all the information. But you're going to love uh, Arizona, that side. Have you been over there before? No, but I really love Twilight. Mm, I've never been over there, but I've seen so many pictures. I want to go so badly. You can come Arizona. with me. Well, I would, except I'm going to be at Disney World when oh. you're over there. So okay. <laughs> because I was actually planning a trip out to surprise Arizona and we would have crossed paths, but we're going to Disney World instead. That's a big change. Yeah. But, but okay. But but my point is, I think you're going to love that part of the country. You should try and see something while you're there if you have Aww. 20 minutes. I would love to. Thank yeah. you for that advice. I never leave the driveway, honestly. So it's really hard for me to remember all these cities. I, know. I never travel before this, ever. M- me so. either. I'm in the same boat. I, and I felt bad because everybody was like, when I, f- I went to Washington... Or Oregon. I don't know. One of the states that's right there on the Pacific. And they were like, you have to go check it out. It's so beautiful. I never left the hotel. I did the mm-hmm. event, got in a plane and left again. Yeah, that's how it was this last time. Yeah. What about you? Um, I will be in Akron, Ohio on June 1st and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on June 2nd. You can find tickets to my live show at that's com. Oh, well, that was very clean and sounded good my husband makes me practice it in the mirror um, each night before well, bed. he shuts me in the closet and says <laughs> you can come out once you've learned how to self-promote <laughs> it's or hard. momo will get you <laughs> there you go you that's using... a motivator why are you looking at my slippers that's oh, what i thought that's what i thought TJ so in, in love and marriage we're going to talk a little bit about the in-laws dun, dun. Is it okay to fight about the in-laws? And is it possible to fight fair? Ah, so... Again, gonna sit this one out. (laughs) So I guess I didn't think about that prior to bringing this on as a (laughs) podcast topic. I should really get more. Because this is another one that people were like, yes, please talk about in-laws. Yes, yes, yes. And I never even thought about the fact that your situation is a little bit different because you have literally just the one. Yeah, that's okay, though. Um totally okay okay so here's the thing about in-laws and i can i it's things that i've learned after 16 years of being married and because once again we both have both sets uh you get you have at various times i'm so upset with my husband indirectly because of something his parents have done or my in-laws and he has been so angry with me because of something that my parents or his in-laws have done Mm. And it, it puts you in a really tough spot because, first of all, we've both had to have had to learn that we cannot control what our parents do. Right. Therefore, we cannot control what they will do as in-laws. And I was reading this article um, that talks about ways to work with your in-laws when you have a tense relationship with them, when there is a uh, – a, any time that there is a true – problem in a relationship you have to break it down and they say this is how you do it you have to work with your spouse to find common ground with their parents because even though you're quote unquote family now that your in-laws are not your parents so they are not going to love you like their child Mm -hmm. logically right some probably do yeah others absolutely don't And that can be a very tough and sticky situation to be in because Mm. you're like, I'm forced to now be family with these people, but they don't love me like family. Right. And probably sometimes that's mutual. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, number two, you have to learn how to set boundaries and limits with in-laws. What are things you can talk about? What are absolute like hot button things that you cannot talk about? And it basically said, if you are ever in a situation with your in-laws where they are trying to pick at something that you've set as a boundary or a limit, it they say the old adage is the best way to go about it. If you have nothing nice to say, do not say anything at all. To the in-law if to they're the trying to pick at your rules? Yes. So they say to keep your mouth shut and not – because if you if you go back, it will start an argument. I don't know if I agree with that. Mm, oh, so fine. if I say that my kids can't have cake after 7 p.m. and my, let's say, mother-in-law was like, no, they can, I'm supposed to not say anything and just accept that? No, I think with, I think with this one, they're saying if it's probably something that's directed at you – like at at the, at something maybe if maybe I'm, if a mother-in-law is like you know you um have not always been the best cook you should probably take a cooking class maybe like if it's a dig at you oh so not about me setting boundaries no 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 if they're they saying insult me. if they're if they're picking at you you should probably is it worth the fight oh right okay is that now when you're setting boundaries for your family or your kids your relationship you know you have to reiterate those boundaries because those are like a no no budge zone like if you say to them like, hey, we've talked about this before. When you have the kids, I need you to be respectful of the fact that you're not giving them candy after whatever time because they come home sugared up. Mm-hmm. If they don't respect that boundary, you have some chatting that you need to do. Yeah. And I like for with my mother-in-law, we're usually on the same team against mm-hmm. my husband. So that's not hard to do. You know what I mean? We both agree there. Um, when it comes to the kids, like I am a freak of nature when it comes to car seats. <laughs> For some yeah. reason. Yeah, okay. So I'm very psycho about yeah. it being just right. Correct. And like there are times where I'll go to get the kids out of the car and, and it's like too loose. And in my head, I'm like, man, we've talked about this. So, in, but I'll jokingly be like, do you not love your grandkids? Because he's going to fly out the window if you don't tighten this. Oh, as a joke. <laughs> yeah. That's an intense joke. <laughs> but I'm a very passive aggressive joker. I want to get my point across in a joking way because I'm not good at boundaries. Mm-hmm. And obviously I can tell that it, you guys have a good family relationship, but that, that's a sticking point for you. Yeah. And I'm sure she understands that and she works towards that. It sounds like I'm jealous of the relationship that you have. And she listens to the podcast. Okay, hey, girl. Hey. Uh, communicate directly. This one was super difficult for me. It says, whenever possible, avoid communicating through a third party. Mm. Don't ask your spouse to talk to his sister or his mother about something that she did to hurt your feelings. Talk to them directly. That's tough. That is tough because there have been plenty of times where I'm like, I could just not talk Mm. forever, ever again. Yeah. Or vice versa. And that isn't healthy either. So you do have to find a way to communicate when it's when those situations come up, because if we're being adults and we're being honest, they absolutely do come up and you have to learn to communicate. And that can be really, really, really tough. So it's definitely necessary. Mm. Um, Know yourself. It says you're under no obligation on your. um, Wait, Shakespeare said it a zillion years ago. And the advice still holds today. Don't try to remake yourself into the person your in-laws want. That's correct. That's what I was trying to look for. I knew that was that quote was in there. Do you know my stepdad's wife gave me a really incredible piece of information when I was first having kids. She's like, I spent so much of my life, my kid's young life, 
trying to be perfect for my mother-in-law. And it was exhausting and she was not a nice lady. And instead of being able to enjoy my kids, I was always afraid that they had dirt on their face or that I wasn't doing it right. She said, and now she's dead. And I wasted so much of my life worrying about it. And it's so irrelevant today. And so I'm not saying if you're struggling, she'll be dead one day. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is the regret would be there if you spent every moment living for your mother-in-law's approval. Well, yeah. And personally, I struggled with this up until uh, at 34 when I got sick and thought that it was like I was done for. Mm -hmm. Like I thought I was legitimately going to die. Something switched in my brain after that. And I thought to myself, I don't have to pretend to be anybody but who I am. I'm going to do whatever the flip I want when it comes to speaking my mind and talking about things and not hiding anymore because tomorrow it could be over. And I, you are absolutely correct. And so it actually made the relationship with my in-laws worse because I was more vocal Mm. and it took us a good long while to loop back around to be like, we're all adults. Let's talk this through. We are family, but there are boundaries and there are things that you can absolutely agree to or disagree to. And we have to have conversations, but have you ever heard of going to counseling with in-laws? I've never heard about that, but I imagine it would be beneficial. I'm sure family therapists do that all the time with in-laws. Yeah. I would say why not? Cause it is, it's extended family and they have a lot to do with it because in the beginning I used to get so offended all the time when, when, um, my in-laws would come over and my mother-in-law would bring stuff for the kids that I specifically told her I was getting ready to go buy and she would show up with it. And I would be like, I told you I was going to get shoes or I told you I was going to get backpacks. Finally, I realized... Maybe she was trying to help? Well... Save you a trip? Whether or not she was trying to help, she was inadvertently helping and I didn't have to go buy the backpack or the shoes. So why was I so pissed about it? Right. So eventually I realized, who cares if she is trying to make a dig? She just helped me out big time. Right. Thanks for getting the backpacks. Right. Like I learned... That didn't matter the place it was coming from. She showed up and she did a solid. And it was probably coming from a good place. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it probably was coming. But because I was so hell-bent on finding negatives, yeah, because it's I like took a it competition, as a dig. A weird competition. Right. And so I finally realized, grow up. Nobody cares. And there's that age-old thing that people say like, okay, if you're the one responsible for raising your son, then you are not going to have anything to do with my grandkids because he's a real piece of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't tell my kids to pick their clothes up off the floor when your son. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you went right there. Yeah. And it also says be kind and keep your sense of humor about you because family, family is it's, it's such a tough situation. Even when I hate when people are like, well, you married him. So you knew what you were getting into. And it's like, is that really fair? Right. Because I married him. So I don't know if that's really fair, but it is, they become family. And so you have to learn how to deal as such. And I think it's, I think it's important that you be open about it because not everybody's relationship is great, but the only person you can ever control in any situation is yourself. That's right. That's it. I can't make other people's decisions. I can't make other people do the things that I want them to do. I've tried for years. Yes. Doesn't work. Yep. Doesn't Absolutely. Work. So it's my one parenting tip that I always give for people, no matter what, because I say it to my kids every day. Who is the only person you can control? Myself. Then do it. Control yourself. Mic drop. That's it. Boom. So yeah, I feel like um, I feel like that's good advice that we gave. 
I agree. That I read off of this paper (laughs) (laughs) that I stole from the internet. She didn't know what else to say, so she said, so I feel like that's good advice we gave. Yeah, (laughs) it was. Um, But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So uh, (laughs) let's tell everybody how they can win the opportunity to remotely co-host the season finale with us, as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and Fab for Fun Prize Facts. It's easy to enter a co-host contest. Just download the podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word, then reply with your email address and like Filter Free Parents on Facebook. You have seven days after the episode is released to enter. Every week is a new chance to enter, and every time you enter is another chance to win. All of the contest rules can be found at 97.5 Smooth Jazz Radio. <laughs> Just kidding. All of the contest rules can be found at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. This episode's code word is sparkles. S-P-A-R-K-L-E-S. From the U.S., text SPARKLES to pound 44222 for your chance to win. From Canada, text SPARKLES to pound 158-780-04323 for your chance to win. Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who who have have no idea idea what we're doing. doing. Thanks for being here, friends. We are globally syndicated, rated number one. Jupiter came in a close second and Uranus was third last week. That is, uh, that's a lie. But Uranus is first in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Never. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Zimbizies.